At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Your other host today, James Salinas, back on the program from Denver, Colorado. James, how's it going? It's all good out here. Happy Thursday to you, my friend. Always good to be back on with you. How's things cooking out there in the fun and sun of Las Vegas? Uh, things are cooking. It's hot. Uh, I believe it was 115 yesterday, so uh, it, everything's cooking at this point. But uh, I tell you what, Tampa Bay's cooking. As they go back-to-back -back, uh, in the NHL, back-to-back uh, -back Stanley Cup champions right there, getting the 1-0 uh, victory over the Canadians, uh, winning in five as they return back to Tampa Bay uh, to celebrate with their uh, home fans there. And celebrate another championship, not only with the the Lightning, but also with the Buccaneers just a few months ago. <laughs> and man, what a what a state of affairs over the last what seven eight months there in Tampa, as mm -hmm. far as the fan base is concerned, and the city uh, collectively overall. I think here. It's, I didn't really get involved too much in this series. I didn't want to get in front of the Lightning. Typically, I don't like to back teams that are on a, uh, a quest for back-to-back -back championships. But once they got to the, to the Stanley Cup final and then playing the Canadians and a great story from the Montreal
Montreal Canadiens throughout this run in the postseason that they had, in particular getting through Toronto in the first series, being down 3-1, to one, and really felt like this is a, a team that did not have a great record coming into the playoffs. The worst record, I believe, of regular season records were concerned to make the playoffs mm-hmm. in this postseason. But ultimately, yeah, the great story, great run from Montreal. Carey Price had a tremendous uh, tremendous playoff run as well. But I think this, the depth, the talent, and then also, Pritch, the championship medal, you know, the intangible piece where sometimes that championship, you can uh, you, you can indulge a little bit and get a little distracted, a lot of other things going down. But obviously, last year in the bubble, not to have to deal with any distractions. This year, able to keep their focus throughout the duration of the playoffs. And then we saw it when it was time and they knew they had to have, whether it was a good period and or a bounce back game, they didn't lose any back-to-back <laughs> games throughout the playoffs. And I think they just knew how to turn it up to a championship level right. where the other teams couldn't. Yeah, I mean, you saw that price right there close at minus 255, I believe, out here in Vegas. And, I mean, Tampa Bay, after a loss, undefeated 14-0. That was pretty strong. Um, and then going to 15-0 as they beat the Canadians there on the home ice. So, uh, I know a lot of people were looking forward to that closeout situation. Was going to lay that expensive price anyway, uh, feeling confident like that. So, with Tampa Bay... Uh, fully intact, James. You're out there in Colorado uh, next year's. We have odds to win the 2022 uh, Stanley Cup. The Avs right now plus 500 lead the way. The Knights plus 650. And then the Lightning. The Lightning with that core plus 750 right now. Plus 750. Well, I just talked to you, Pritch, thinking, all right, I don't typically like to back a team on back-to-back quests, mm-hmm. the defending champions having to go and repeat. In this case, that would be a three-peat for the Lightning <laughs> to do so. Not something I would want to get in front of and get involved with, let's just per se here. And yeah, if they all come back intact and we'll see how many players actually have to have surgeries after the right. season. That's usually typically what happens after playoffs. Anytime you lose in the playoffs, you're done. Now all of a sudden, a handful of players of half your roster is having surgery and they were listed on any kind of injury report, but here, I think for the Avalanche and even the Knights, those numbers are pretty short. I mean, we're talking roughly a year from now, we're trying to get after it, so would I get involved with anything right now for next year's Stanley Cup champion? No, I wouldn't, but looking at these numbers, they're particularly short, so I think that's where, thinking about the Avs, so you mentioned the Avalanche, as as someone who was on a a championship team in college, you lost the year before, what did you learn from the year that you lost that carried over to the year that you actually one. You know, it's a great question because I think that's what Tampa Bay was facing here this year. You know, you just had to stay confident. You know, you were good. Uh, at least we did too. We knew we were good. We lost that one game, uh, but we were on a mission, a uh, mission to get back to the situation in which we can compete for a championship. Uh, but it was important to make sure everybody was going to stay intact. And because uh, we had guys that could have went early to the draft, uh, could have left the school early their junior year, uh, James, but they chose to stay because we were that adamant that we were that close to winning a championship. So keeping it together that way. But the mindset is everything. I, I think you, you talked about championship medal. Uh, certainly Tampa Bay has that. Uh, I'm concerned about the abs, though, because I'm not sure if they've developed that, even though they're immensely talented. And the same thing with the Golden Knights. Uh, at They said it's plus 650 right now. I just don't think that they have that championship medal in terms of knowing how to get there. And, and sometimes, James, uh, that is the uh, tallest hurdle, the most difficult hurdle uh, in any quest for a championship. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Vegas. Your other host, James Salinas, live from Denver, Colorado. James, 
Game two, Bucks and Suns back there in Arizona and Phoenix here. Uh, we got a key number of four and a half right now. I remember you talking about that key number of five. Um, this move, this line has moved a little bit uh, after we saw game one close on that key number five as well. I'd see a number of fives out here. I'm not finding too many four and a halves right now. I saw some five and a halves earlier. So okay. money or the numbers actually moving in favor of the Bucks, And that's kind of where I'm leaning with this game. Yeah, I see basically number five, some juice go towards the Bucks plus the five right now as well at some of the spots out here in Colorado, Pritch. But mm -hmm. I think here, I think the question mark for me, and it was the question mark going in. We had a few question marks about this series going into game one. Number one with Giannis, was he going to play? What was the status and how was he going to play? perform if he did get out on the court and obviously he was out there for game one and looked pretty fresh looked pretty healthy and uh, pretty aggressive for the most part with his knee my concern now is all right now 48 hours later is there any what what's the what's the impact from that play in game one physically on his knee did it swell up is he having to go through treatment is it going to be as effective and and as flexible as it looked in that first game that'll be something that remains to be seen we'll have to kind of just play that out as the game goes so there's in-game opportunities there too bridge mm -hmm. but just feel like my biggest concern for the bucks aside from Giannis's status was going to be defensively we knew we knew what the offense was going to look like for the suns it's going to be chris paul getting around those ball screens and jumping into that free throw line extended area, whether that was shooting, shooting those 15 mid range, 15 footer mid range shots and or finding his teammates while well, he was able to do both whenever he wanted. And so I didn't see the concern for me was how are the bucks going to defend that? Were they going to be aggressive in the defense? Were they, were they going to make adjustments? I mean, you know, that really they switched a lot and Chris Paul was able to take advantage of those switches, whether it was for him getting looks over. I mean, how many times did we see Chris Paul having to do a simple step back on Brooke Lopez, not the matchup. I think <laughs> Milwaukee wants to have there. And, is that the same context that we're going to see in game two? I just don't. I, that's the one thing with Coach Bud there in Milwaukee. The, typically, we know defensively this is what they're going to look like, and it's just not a good matchup for the style of defense that Milwaukee plays to match up with a team like Phoenix, in particular Chris Paul, who lives and feeds off that free throw line extended area. You know what, James? I tell you what, we pride ourselves on information here at VSEN, and so we had ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler uh, he joined Brady Cannon and Josh Applebaum on the Lombardi line uh, this morning. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. Now, tonight, you see what Giannis Antetokounmpo really looks like over the last few years. He'll be back in, in his old form, which means a 30-plus point night and a guy that maybe could be the most dominant player on the floor tonight. If that's the case, then the Bucks have a great chance. That's a big part. The other thing is they have to make the defensive adjustments I'm talking about. And for me, that starts with Drew Holiday getting Chris Paul – Every minute Drew Holiday's on the floor, I want him guarding Chris Paul to the extent that he can. And that means fighting over screens, going under screen sometimes, meeting him on the other side, only switching if it's an absolute necessity. So Tim Legler right there, uh, excellent NBA analyst for ESPN. Um, you know, James, when we think about this game two situation, the adjustments, uh, that was the path to victory for the Bucks, according to Tim Legler right there. Uh, let's break this down. I mean, what he said uh, is true. I, I think Holiday definitely needs to be more involved. His role is going to be different in this series, uh, uh, a contrast to what they had against the Hawks. Uh, but with that said, too, what you said about Giannis and how he's feeling in game two after resting and playing on that knee situation, uh, that's going to be key as well. 
It is, and I think that's where I'm waiting. I'm probably not going to bet this before it starts. Okay. I want to see Giannis. Was there an impact from somebody, and you know full well, Pritch, when you're dealing with <laughs> knee issues, and then you get out there and mm-hmm. you perform and you compete, and you're competing, obviously, at the NBA final highest level you can when it comes to the intensity on the floor. Now what is the impact on that joint, the aftermath? How much swelling is in there? Is it as flexible from game one to game two. Just don't know. We just don't know. Maybe he's totally fine and he's had 48 hours and recoup, recover, and he feels great and he's going to be able to get after it. Great. We'll be able to see that come game time. And again, that's the the beauty of being able to bet in game when you're concerned about somebody's status and their health status, even though I'm really suspect we know Giannis will be out there tonight. Uh, just don't know to what capacity again, based on how he played in game one. So what we'll, again, I'll wait to see on that, but talk about the defensive side. And so okay. you, you talked about, Legler there and to me it's yeah you can say well he's going to have to fight over ball screens but nobody fights over ball screens in the NBA and all of a sudden say all right well he's going to have to do that yeah that's what he should do but are they it's one thing we talk about it all the time when we talk about handicapping Mm -hmm. Pritch and we're talking about well okay which side are we going to bet on and looking at the matchups and the players and those types of things we also have to handicap the coach and in this case here I just don't know if I trust Coach Bud to be able to make these adjustments. Now you can say he's got to fight over the screen. Is he going to be able to get over that? If it's DeAndre Ayton, that's a big body to have to fight over. You're going to have to get in front of that. You're going to have to pick up Chris Paul, basically in a, in a sense, three-quarter court, pick him up 55, and I would make him work the entire length of the court as soon as he catches the ball. And then instead of saying constantly have to fight over screens, because that take it's a lot of effort – Aiton's a big fella if he's going to be one laying those ball screens out there. Uh, double the ball. Instead of trying to switch and being lazy or, go, or really being lazy and going underneath the screen, where if he goes underneath the screen, Chris Call can pop it from the outside. Double the basketball. Don't switch. Don't come over the top. Just double the ball and take the ball out of Chris Paul's hands. Now you've got DeAndre Ayton sitting 20 feet from the basket. Is that going to be his option if he gets doubled? Are you going to pass it there? He's not going to be able to go there. And then the other piece of that, too, away from Chris Paul, Pritch, is going to be Devin Booker. And now Devin Booker, they couldn't guard him without fouling him. He got 10 free throws, was 10 of 10 at the foul line, and they couldn't stay in front of him and, and were a half a step late on him. Well, because they were playing help off of him, and he's such a quick – He's such a quick penetrator off the dribble that I would deny him too. Wherever he's at, you're going to pick him up, face air to chest, deny, face guard him, wherever he is, make him work for everything off the ball. Now, those are the adjustments that I think they should make. Mm-hmm. Now, will <laughs> Coach Bud actually make those? That's what we're betting on. That's what we're yeah. betting on. I just don't know if he's going to because it really reflects not only the side plus the five with the Bucks that I'm, I really want to take the Bucks. I don't want to take the Suns in that situation and lay another five uh, in game two here where it's, in a sense, it's a, not a must win, but we know it, the Bucks are going to have a better effort this time, you would think. Right. But then it also impacts the total, Pritch, and whether it's sitting at 220, 220, uh, 220 and a half, et cetera, where it's sitting now, it really impacts the total just based on what defensive adjustments are they going to make on Chris Paul as well as, as Devin Booker. We got a, a 221 and a half out here in Vegas for the total, James, inclined to play the under on that one because I'm fully expecting the Bucks to have uh, adjustments. I know it is Coach Budenholzer, um, but this is the NBA Finals, and, and this is a situation when you watch tape, 
and you saw how easy Phoenix was able to operate offensively, uh, you have to have some type of adjustments for that. Now, uh, I think Chris Paul needs to hit the floor a few times, James, to make him uncomfortable. I'm surprised because you talked about that on Monday, right, how physical the Bucks can be. Uh, I'm like, where is that? I mean, this is the NBA Finals. I, I want to see the Bucks, and that's the beauty of in-game, uh, and that's what you're alluding to here. Uh, Bucks, can they be more physical in some key situations too defensively? And they have the players to be able to do that physically. Right. Think about Portis now stepping in there, and when he now he's coming off the bench with Giannis starting, but he has the ability to get physical, whether it's on the interior. Or you don't want to get him picked out there in some of those ball screens that he was. But yeah, you put him down a couple times. It's a personal foul. Go. You got six fouls. Use them. <laughs> they're there. They're there for a reason. And Portis is somebody who's not going to get. You know, if, with Giannis playing, he's not going to be playing extended minutes. Same thing with PJ Tucker. We know he gets up into guys, whether it's on the post. Uh, you know, at the the high post area, and or sometimes out in out in space on the perimeter, has the ability to get physical. I think for sure, the the Bucks should be able to clean up the boards, minus DeAndre Ayton, who was sensational, especially hitting the glass yeah. in Game One. But from a physical standpoint, aside from DeAndre Ayton, the rest of the the rest of the Phoenix Suns team, not a big team when it comes to girth. It's not a big, strong, physical team. They are more of a, a very athletic and going to utilize their athleticism and their length to try to get around you and more of a finesse team. So I agree. I mean, that's the other adjustment too. Get more physical, no second shots, and stop. Foul. You got to play defense without fouling. You can't put Devin Booker and the rest of the, what do they have, 20, 20 plus free throw, 26, 27 free throws in that game. Mm -hmm. Way too many free throws for the Phoenix Suns. That's easy money there, especially whether 25 out of 27. That's 25 free points that you gave up because you were not able to play defense without foul. Yeah, uh, Budenholzer kind of elaborated that too or alluded to that fact in terms of um, uh, how many uh, free throws the Suns were getting and maybe lobbying for his team because that means I, I think Milwaukee's going to try to attack. They need to score more uh, and to paint for sure, uh, especially when Dario uh, Saric is out uh, with that knee. Uh, James, the backup center there for the Suns. So taking care of Aiton somehow, getting him in foul trouble, that could help the Bucks' cause too. So we're looking at Phoenix from a series winner standpoint, minus 300, the Bucks uh, plus 240. Uh, the Suns, Bedham GM's getting a lot of interest in this one, James. The Suns in four uh, plus 500 right there for the series. Yeah, no, no piece of that. The no. Bucks. This will be a different series when the Bucks get back home, and it's going to be a different series if we see some actual defensive adjustments out of the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. This is a, the, aside from Chris Paul, who's been sensational when he's been healthy out on the floor, in particular the last cup, that last game against the Clippers, and had a great game, game one against the Bucks. You know, he still is getting up in age, and aside from he and Crowder, who has some playoff experience, this is a very young Phoenix Suns team, and it's a different team when they play at home, thinking about that crowd. We saw that crowd get – they've been engaged throughout each round of the playoffs and really gives that young team a lift as well as confidence. So, yeah, this series is no – I don't want any part of a sweep here. I'm still wanting to get involved somewhere with the Bucks. It, to win the series, whether it's okay. it maybe just the series price sitting there like I'm looking at here at plus 240. Might even be able to see if I can find something better than that. But I think I'm going to wait, Pritch, because I, I, I just – We've seen, and I and I love the adjustments that get made and get to play, you know, sit sit here and play the the coach on the couch here in this sense of what the adjustments should be. 
But of all the coaches that we have that we've seen throughout the playoffs, if there's one that I just don't always trust to make the right adjustment, it would be Coach Bud for the Bucks. However, if there's one thing that we can try to reflect back on, it would be game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. Think about game one when Trey Young absolutely lit him up. What do you have? 49 double digit assists. I mean, the Bucks really didn't show up to play in that game. I think mm-hmm. there was still a little layover, a little layover from that game clincher, game seven on the road against Brooklyn. Uh, but then not so much the adjustment. We just saw a different level of intensity out on the perimeter uh, against Trey Young and didn't allow Trey Young. They pushed him out wider and wider away from the middle of the paint where we know he loves the feast and similar in nature to Chris Paul's game as far as at least in the foul line area. We'll see if they're able to do that tonight because maybe they can use part of that game plan where it was still there was still some switching going, but they really, uh, you know, you know, they they tilted their defense to push uh, push out and not allow. Trey Young to get into the paint. That's the key tonight. Can they duplicate what they did in game two in the Eastern Conference Finals against Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks here tonight against Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns? Trying to look for the Bucks to get back in the series, too. I agree with you on that one, James. Um, right now, the Bucks in six plus 650. The Bucks in seven plus 850 right there. Um, my last time in Phoenix... Uh, 93 finals. I was at game six. I was underneath the basket when Paxson uh, knocked down that shot. Uh, so I know all about that atmosphere. I, I tell you what, it is a tough place to play, and especially now uh, the way that the Suns are playing. So uh, if the Bucks can find answers uh, or solutions defensively, uh, expecting the offense to pick up too. I mentioned earlier about points in the paint. I mean, Giannis has got to be dominant if he can get that way uh, and not settle for, for perimeter play, even though Middleton uh, went off in game one a little bit. And Middleton, I think, well, let's go back to your point with Giannis. He only took 11 shots in that game. He mm-hmm. didn't take a lot of free throws. He took 12 free throws in that in that contest. But, uh, you know, that was one of the things on Giannis when he starts to get tired and or because it, it takes energy and it takes effort, especially the way that he has to work to get the ball. He doesn't play with his back to the basket and try to get down on the low post. He drives. And so whether, he, whether he's driving uh, from, from that wing, you know, that foul line extended area from the top of the key, having to put the ball down, put the shot shoulder down, put the head down and just bully his way to the basket. It takes a lot of energy to do that. And, and sometimes you'll start to see Giannis settled. Now, in this case, we talked about it. He only had 11 field goal attempts in game one, right? Two of them came from beyond three. So that's been better. We've seen that as the playoffs progressed, he's not taking his, he's having to work harder for it. We know that, but he's, he's understanding that too. And knowing, Hey, I can't settle. Don't get tired. Don't let myself get tired. He's got to lean on that heart right there. When you start getting tired, uh, because it will affect your shot selection and you start to settle for deeper shots. Yeah, Giannis has to be on, but I think you mentioned it too there with Chris Middleton. Middleton is one that we've seen. He's such a streaky player, and but when he has the opportunity, he starts to get into that zone. I mean, he did it against Atlanta in a number of games. He did it throughout the playoffs. He'd have he'd have a great game and then be a no-show for the next game or even two games thereafter. So that's where for the, for the Bucks to win and, and comp- compete in this final and actually win this final, yeah, Giannis has got to do his thing and be healthy, but Middleton has got to be he can't have a no-show game had 29 points in game one five out of 12 from three so played pretty well shot the ball relatively well he's going to have to duplicate that effort and not exceed that effort tonight for them to win are we betting on Chris Middleton to show up each and every game throughout this series that's what we're betting on if we're wanting to bet the Bucks to take this down absolutely Uh, Phoenix uh, right now minus four and a half again we'll keep tabs on that throughout the show 221 and a half uh, is the total real quick James Odds to win NBA Finals MVP.
MVP. Chris Paul leads the way, minus 145. I, I have not participated in these odds at all. Booker plus 350, Giannis at plus 500. Yeah, I, I haven't bet any of that either. Obviously, yeah. Chris Paul now is the favorite. He was a small dog. He was the favorite, but in a dog price going mm -hmm. forward. And then, obviously, after that last game right there, if the Bucks continue to play the defensive style that they did in game one, <laughs> then, yeah, Chris Paul, you Open may as well make him a, a, put him minus 500. He's going to have a field day going yeah. against this team because he looks fully healthy now. Uh, but maybe you can look a little further down the line at Chris Middleton sitting there at 10 to 1. I see 10 to 1 right now. If, uh, like I said, if the Bucks come back and they can win this series, I don't think it's going to have to all be on the shoulders of Giannis to do it. I think it's going to have to be Chris Middleton to be consistent each and every game. That might be an opportunity there at 10 to 1 for Middleton to be the MVP. All right. We're off and rolling here. I actually like that. Uh, I didn't think about Middleton right there at 10 to 1. That's interesting. Uh, up on the show, Lou Finicaro a little bit later. Also, Jonathan Von Tobel. But coming up next, uh, which star player steps up tonight? Uh, we can bet on some props. Uh, these situations are better bets on the board. We'll figure those out coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet.
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. Uh, James, figuring out the better bet on the board. Uh, I'm looking for key players to either be consistent or somebody, uh, a role player, based on adjustments, perhaps step up tonight. Uh, looking at these bets that we can uh, take a look at, the Bucks win by one to five points is plus 500, or the Suns winning uh, by between 11 and 15 points is plus 525. Out of those two, which is a better bet, you think? Scratch the Suns winning by double digits. And, okay. uh, this is going to be – this has to be – well, uh, I mean, from the Bucks' perspective, this is, in a sense – not a must win, but you got to have it. You got to bring it. And I think they'll bring it mm. much, especially hopefully on the defensive side. We talked about it in a previous segment defensively. What are they going to do to make those adjustments? I think it's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a, a close game and a tight game. And if I'm going to bet one of these, I'm not going to lay it on the suns, even though you're getting plus 500 or this in case here with the suns to win by 11 to 15 points, five and a quarter. I think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, the number sitting right where it is that may, this game may come right around that number and may under that. That number that's where I'm leaning towards the Bucks to take the five I haven't done that as of yet but okay. make my if I'm going to take one of these it, the better bet to me is going to take the Bucks to win the game outright now I don't like having to to narrow the the point spread there when you're talking a max point of five between mm -hmm. one and five but plus 500 that's the payday that's what you're risking when you're putting out the exact number as far as the winning margin or at least the 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 winning margin between one to five points. So for me, give me the Bucks, not the Suns, to win by double digits. Yeah, I mean it gets tough right there between the two. I agree with you on that one. But then you know, if you like the Bucks, you like the money line plus one seventy five right there. You don't have to worry about you know the exact number. But uh, I mean it is a bigger payday plus five hundred though uh, if you can hit that. Uh, and I agree with you. Uh, Budenholzer lobbying for more foul calls, meaning I think the Bucks are going to be an attack mode, meaning Giannis is going to attack the rim and try to influence Aiton if he can. Well, in lobby should lobby to his team as opposed to trying yeah. to lobby and influence the officials at this point. Like they have these, we see this out of the Bucks. They do get complacent sometimes mm -hmm. and and not as aggressive. But also, Giannis was out and probably part of it too. Thinking about he only had eleven, took eleven field goal attempts, and again had a lot of free, he had more free throw attempts than he had field goal attempts. Not a recipe for success, right. as we know the the failures that Giannis has at the foul line. But I think here, yeah, they're going to have to get to the basket. But lobby your team. 
to be more aggressive, get into the hole, <laughs> not the officials. Call him out, James. Call him out. Let's see. Chris Paul, uh, zero three-point field goals uh, plus 500, or Holiday, zero three-point field goals plus 500. Better bet. Oh, the lat the latter for sure with okay. Holiday. His assignment is going to have to be on the all your not all your energy, but a lot of energy is going to have to be expanded on the defensive end, as in particular out in the perimeter, dealing with Chris Paul. Whether you're battling, fighting through screens, or just getting leaned on through screens, however you're going to have to go compete. Energy is going to be expended on the offense on the defensive side of the floor for Holiday. Plus, he really hasn't shot the ball very consistently from three throughout the playoffs. He's shot less than thirty percent through through all the series so not shooting the ball particularly well tough defensive assignment tonight make mine here with drew holiday and if they do decide to either switch and or go under screens like they were doing in game one chris paul that's easy you go underneath the screen he's going to have an open look from the outside all day would he go four out of seven in that first game mm -hmm. game one he got shots anywhere on the court that he wanted <laughs> including know. the three pointers knocked down four i'm not going to bet against chris paul to make his a three pointer tonight i think he's, he's going to have plenty of opportunities Again. I agree with you on that one. That's going to be difficult. Now, Holiday might get opportunities, but can he knock him down too? Uh, and, and like you said, I mean, he's going to have to influence the defensive side of the court as well. Yeah, and, and yeah. has not been shooting the ball well. Mm -hmm. Rich just hasn't. It, it just takes a lot of energy when you're matched up throughout the duration of the playoffs on the opposing point guard or the team's best player from the guard from a wing perspective. It takes a lot of energy on that right. defensive side, and I think we've seen it affect the shooting ability for Holiday. If he's going to be shooting, it's attack mode tonight for the Bucks, right? Get into That's the rim. Right. That would include Holiday. Not as many three points attempted. Make mine. He doesn't make any. Time. Okay, he can post up too. I think. I mean, Holiday is a bigger body out there. He can post up. I think in this game, depending on the matchup for sure. Come up next, we're going to go to the National Football League. There's a team getting a high level of respect when it comes to win totals and making the playoffs. Uh, should they? We'll discuss. It's coming up next. VSIN is your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event, plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VSIN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike, our live preview show with updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at vcin.com slash free. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, the National Football League. Uh, we got some bets on the board. I want to ask you a question. Would you bet either, neither, or both uh, for these situations? So the Vikings to make the playoffs plus 115 or Saints to make the playoffs plus 115? Either, neither, or both there? Wow, that's a tough one. I think <laughs> with the question marks, I think about the Saints roster for starters. Like mm -hmm. their roster, like their offensive line, love the playmakers that they have. 
but who's going to be getting them the football? That's the question for me. Okay. Is it going to be Jameis Winston? Is he going to be the one that, that Peyton goes with? Or is he going to continue to work on his his little project, his little pet project there at the quarterback position with Taysom Hill? I mean, I that's just such a big question mark to me. I just don't know. And then I just think the the other part there is when we start looking at that for, far ahead, thinking about two things, thinking about the division for one. Mm-hmm. And how if you win your division, you know, you get you're automatically in. Well, right. don't look at the I don't look at the Saints as winning that division. Clearly, Tampa is the 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 top dog in the the a or the NFC South. I think here now. All right. As a wild card, uh, what does your schedule look like as a wild card? And I think for the Saints in particular, the first half of the schedule, very challenging schedule there, especially right. if they have questions uh, at the quarterback position. I don't like the fact that their bye week is week six. That's really early considering it's 17 game season and then come right off of that off the bye, you're playing at at Seattle hosting Tampa it's mm-hmm. it, that's a challenging schedule until you get to the latter part of the schedule uh, so I, I think if it's going to be one or the other, I mean, what do you look at Minnesota's roster? And I think offensively, they're going to be able to put points on the board, uh, throwing the football and running the football with Dalvin Cook. Don't love the offensive line for Minnesota. I think that's the one of the, the weaker units on that team. And then the secondary is very young and has a lot of work to do on that side, too. Although Daniel Hunter coming back into the fold to give some pass rush, consistent pass rush for the Vikes can help. And then you have Zimmer on that side, too, who always can work some defensive magic coaching there and then what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers Pritch in that division if <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't well and if but but if he's staying put you're yeah. talking about he's dug in he doesn't want to play does he actually get on the field does he sit who knows what happens right. there but if he's not there now that division is clearly a toss-up why wouldn't Minnesota be able to get in there and mix it up because I, I think if if Rodgers doesn't play for the Packers the Packers are not competing for that division now it becomes in in my mind really a two-team race between Minnesota and uh, a Bears team with a potential a rookie quarterback at some point in the season it might be the Minnesota Vikings maybe that's how about that I know I mean I'm with you on that one because I would choose either and my either would be the Vikings to make the playoffs uh before the Saints making the playoffs the unknown about Jameis even though I'm bullish on Jameis um I don't you know you, you got a new quarterback even though he sat behind Drew Brees for a year uh he wasn't out there on the field and he's got to do it he's got to demonstrate that whereas the Vikings they're up against it I think Zim, the head coach, Zimmer, he's up against it. Kirk Cousins is up against it, too. So uh, a lot to prove. And then I think the wild card, like you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, uh, is he even going to be ready? Uh, Even though the Packers are not going to trade him, is he going to be ready? Uh, He's working on himself mentally, James. You saw that from the match, right? I guess he has some mental issues that he needs to work on or or work on himself. So uh, I don't even know if he's going to be ready this year. Mentally, right. I think physically <laughs> right. he's he's one of those guys. He doesn't need a training camp. He doesn't need preseason games. Give me the football. Wins week one. I'll be there. Let's rock. But I think for him, yeah, mentally, how engaged is he going to be if he does see the field with Green Bay? Really, a big disconnect, obviously, between he and, and upper management and even he and uh, the, the coaching staff there, the offensive side, anyhow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Green Bay's not a team. That's a team I'm going to be going against most of the season, even if Aaron Rodgers is on the field. How the about this one? Either, neither, or both. The Lions under five wins minus 110. The Jets under six wins minus 110. 
Both. Uh, both. both <laughs> they're both bad football sure. teams. I mean, all the transition that's happening right now with Detroit, not only with the the new coaching regime coming in there, but now you got a new quarterback. It's just the Ross, the, the secondary was awful last year. No pass rush. You can run the football at those linebackers. I mean, defensively, they're just, I, I don't know what they're going to do defensively to get any better. The only thing for both of these teams, I don't like the Jets' chances either. What are they? <laughs> they win two games, and all of a sudden they're going to go and exceed. They're going to win seven and then go seven and 10 this year? Nah not happening that's a bad roster as well but the one for both of those teams so i would bet on i would take them both and i would bet both under for their season win totals however the one caveat with both of these teams is they are going to be a number of games this season they are going to be that sandwich game that look ahead game right. for their opponents and that's where they're going to be able to sneak up and and win a game here or win a game there that you didn't expect them to win but ultimately they're going to be the underdog in most every game that they play all right and then the final one here uh the browns over 10 and a half wins, James, minus 120. Uh, or the Jags under six and a half wins, minus 120. A lot of respect for the Browns here. There's a lot of respect for the Browns, and I like what the Browns have done. I like their football team. I love their offensive line. They're going to commit to running the football. We know the identity of that team. We learned that last year. That's going to carry over to this season. Did make some interesting moves in the offseason via the draft as well as free agency on the you know, to solidify the secondary for sure. They needed a ton of help in the secondary. Also at the linebacker position. So they're going to be improved defensively. But make mine the Jaguars to go under six and a half. This team won one game and it won the first game of the season last year and never won again. They've got to learn how to win first. And yeah, you've got new coach, new quarterback. That's going to help. But you still have to learn to win collectively as a team. And now you're going to say because they won one game at the beginning of the season, lost every game thereafter. All of a sudden now they're going to go hit seven and win seven seven games only land a dollar 20 juice to go under six and a half. Yeah. Make mine the Jaguars to go under that win total. Even with the added regular season game to 17 regular season. I mean, 10 and a half uh, minus 124. Uh, the Browns to go over. I, I just, that, that's a stretch for me, but I agree yeah. with you with the Jags to go under six and a half minus 120 there, even with the extra regular season game. Definitely a stretch for the Browns side. I like the Browns. I like to win the division in the AFC North. But if I'm picking between the two, and that's what we're doing here, and and that would be the top of my list of all of these here as far as the unseason win totals under, it would be the Jaguars under. Yeah, 17 games. I don't know if they could win seven games if they had 20 games to play. This is just a bad roster. They got a lot of rebuild to do. Seven wins, not happening. Yeah, they have a rich quarterback, though. Uh, 36.7 million or something like that. 30, uh, Whatever it was. Rounded up to 37 million. The guy's rich. Uh, we'll see what he can do out there with Jacksonville. Come up next on the program, UFC 264 out here in Vegas. Lou Finacaro, uh, our point spread weekly uh, contributor. I believe he's going to be in studio to help us break this down. It's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA Finals game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet. Enjoy the finals more than ever with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Flynn is your host today, and we have in studio Lou Finacaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, great to see you. How are you? Mike, I'm happy to be here and uh, get to visit with you in person. Sorry that James isn't here all the way in Denver, but uh, we'll take a rain check on him joining us. That's right, James. we got to get you out here. <laughs> soon enough, gentlemen, right. soon enough. There's a, there's a few contests that I'll have to come out and uh, take take advantage of getting myself engaged and involved with, so I'll be out there sooner rather than later. Lou, 
UFC 264, uh, a lot of people waiting for this. Uh, you're here in town. Um, this is a major, major fight, uh, obviously. It's three, uh, Poirier and McGregor. McGregor is going to make more money than Poirier. I guess he's getting paid more. He's the attraction, even though uh, Poirier took it to him last time out. He He's the draw. Mm -hmm. And uh, Poirier sidestepped actually championship opportunities in order to take that fight with Connor right. and thus set up the trilogy. His goal will be to look good and dominate in this fight and then take the, the cash that he's earned, bank it, and try and compete for a title at that point. Lou, so we talk a lot when we're handicapping home field advantage, home court advantage, home ice advantage. What do you look for here in this fight there in Las Vegas? Capacity limits, I, I'm, I believe they have really been rescinded, correct? And we know that he's, when it comes to McGregor, very popular fighter who tends to feed off the crowd and the, the atmosphere within the arena. Does that factor into your handicap here at all, considering the last go-around between these two not nearly anywhere close to what we're going to see on Saturday night? Uh, it, 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 it may for some. That's really a great question, James. Uh, for me, no, because at the fighter interviews yesterday, uh, every single fighter uh, expressed how excited they were to be back in front of a raucous crowd. Uh, does that hype Connor up more? Maybe, uh, because Connor is using psychological warfare now, and, and as Poirier calls it, we're going to get crazy, Connor. I think we are. Does that crowd help him? Maybe it does, but it, it isn't a tangible factor that I regard, no. Looking at bets on the board, too, Lou, um, Poirier, he's minus 130, McGregor plus 110 right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to scratch off, will the fight go the distance? I don't think it's going to do that. The yes is uh, plus 300, the no minus 375. Uh, but other angles to, to bet, perhaps, a submission, uh, knockout. I'm looking for a knockout at some point. Uh, the over-under situation as well. Yeah, great question, Mike. This fight uh, seems to be following the narrative that Connor must uh, look effective and take advantage early. Uh, it's my opinion that that should be the case. Uh, Connor really didn't look good in his last uh, episode against Poirier. I think he comes back more focused. That said, uh, his line of attack emotionally, he's trying to get under Poirier's skin. He's trying to go back to the first fight and get Poirier emotional. In the second fight, he did everything he could at the stare downs. He said, throw down, right? We're going to throw down because he needs the throw down. Poirier must maintain composure and make this an MMA match. It's my belief that Poirier has to get this thing late in order to be most effective and so for that reason I tend to look at the over okay. or the fight's going to get a little bit deeper into the fight maybe not decision Mike um, there the uh dialogue or the avenue for Connor's approach, I think, is to go out there and try and engage early when he's freshest and fastest and most sharp. Uh, and so for that matter, if you like Connor, I think you might like the under a little bit. Lou, so we also talk a lot about finding, shopping around, finding the best price point, and also in times, also trying to anticipate where we think money might come. And in this case here, do you suspect there's going to be potentially a lot of late money coming in on McGregor? So if you were going to favor Poirier, maybe you should wait as a better and let that price point get a little better in your favor. 
I totally agree with that, and I've voiced that earlier in the week. It's interesting that the price has crept up just a little bit on uh, Poye, to be honest. Uh, th that's usually an indication early betting, especially in the UFC, is sometimes smarter betting. I don't know that that's the case here because I, I think the smarter, sharper people feel like you just explained, and that is to wait and see if we can get this thing an hour, two hours before fight time closer uh, to Connor minus 120, minus 130, and mm -hmm. he's, he's plus that now. Right. In the second fight, Connor opened minus 175, and he closed plus 305. So will we get the Irish crowds to come in and affect that price a little? I think so. And will we get the public to come in late and bet Connor? I think I'm more confident in that. Yeah, Lou, you're waiting on the, on the weigh-ins. Obviously, in town, you're going to be up, up close and personal for that situation uh, in, in the motivation for Connor, because the guy is rich now. I mean, he was hungry going into UFC, and now he's rich. And uh, Poirier, uh, he's a guy, Bill Goldberg was a former teammate of mine. He trains with Poirier, and he talked about how hungry he was for number two. Now, I think with a title shot on the line, too, he's going to be extra motivated here against McGregor, too. So uh, from that standpoint, I guess, can you cap who's going to be more motivated for this fight? Uh, no, because I okay. think Connor is highly motivated based on the embarrassment that he felt from mm. that last fight. The issue is, is can a guy that, you know, flies in planes and drinks champagne and then is burdened during the day with monitoring uh, bank accounts and investments that have a lot of zeros in them, uh, it, does that take away anything from his fire into this fight with a guy like Poye, who's still trying to put a couple zeros in there. Let's also understand, Mike uh, and James, that Connor was his most ferocious and explosive and dominating at 145. This fight's at 155 is where they weigh in. Connor steps into the octagon Saturday night, buck 65, Poirier. 182, 183. Poi's going to be a much bigger, stronger man. And does Connor's power translate up into this division? Well, he's one and two at 155. So, Luke, which way are you going? Are you in? Sounds like you're looking at Poye and, and uh, a fight that's going to last at least a few rounds out there. Have you invested any? Do you have a position on this fight going into Saturday? I have no position now. Uh, it would have to get to Poye plus 100 or even plus 0510 for me to move on a side. I, I, I'm thinking strongly of uh, over. Over one and a half to me uh, does not reflect Poirier's durability and it does not reflect the kind of effort I expect out of McGregor. He's heard that he gasses. He went well with Nurmagomedov. And so this fight's going to take on a life of its own and it's going to go into the second or third round, in my opinion. Lou Finacaro in studio with us, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Follow him on Twitter, GamLou, uh, at GamLou. Uh, Lou, Greg Hardy, he's plus 110 against Tuivasa, uh, minus 135. Is Hardy, has he, I don't know, garnered enough respect as an MMA fighter now? Uh, he's garnered total respect for me in the fact that he knew he was green. I mean, here's a guy that admits he had to learn how to strike, right. okay? Uh, he's an unbelievable athlete. And in the interviews yesterday, he came in uh, with a burr in his saddle. I'll say it like that. Why? Because someone in the media uh, accused him of being a quitter. And so 
Hardy appears to me to be edgy and, and ticked off. And I don't know that you want to ticked off Greg Hardy, especially uh, in a fight where the opponent's going to stand there in the middle and trade with him. I think this price, uh, this fight might be mispriced. Mm. Hey, so looking at the fight that's sandwiched in between the Hardy fight and as well as the McGregor-Poirier fight, how about the welterweight contenders here with Thompson going king on Gilbert Burns? Thompson, roughly, a, let's just call it a $1.50-ish favorite. Uh, which way are you going in this matchup? Yeah, this is one I released with Point Spread Weekly earlier this week, and that's uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, minus 155. Uh, going to use him at at least at that recommendation, was for half of a parlay. But at 150 at the price now, I'm confident enough in him just as a straight bet. It's his distance. It's his length. It's his experience uh, that really set him apart here. Yeah, he's a little older. I think Gill's taken this fight after an emotional and devastating knockout maybe too soon as well. Gill is the shorter man that must get his hands on Steven. So where this fight takes place is going to give us an indication of who's going to win. If Gill gets it to the ground, he's going to have a great chance of, of finishing Steven. I don't think he's going to be able to get it to the, to the ground, honestly. I think he's actually made for Stevie Wonderboy Thompson. You know, it's been a long time coming for an event like this, UFC 264, with fans back, uh, major attraction, Conor McGregor. Uh, I hope it lives up to what everybody expects it to uh, live up to. I think you have some fights on there. Michelle Pereira against mm -hmm. Nico Price and a couple others that are going to be absolute barn burners. And I don't want to overstate it, but I think it's going to be one heck of a card. Mike. All right. Great to see you. Studio. Thank you so much, James. Enjoy. I appreciate you guys letting me barge in here today. <laughs> Always. Uh, absolutely. Always welcome here. Lou Finicaro, uh, Point Spread a Weekly Contributor. That'll do it for hour number one. Uh, when we get, begin hour number two, we still got the NBA Finals. Some thoughts on player props, uh, as well as, um, <laughs> you know, the situations with the adjustments from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we've got to break that down. It's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.